Welcome to Emmanuel Christian Church, the house of Judah, the house at the gate. Please join us as we'll be listening to Apostle Vincent Luat, the head pastor of the Emmanuel Christian Churches. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, this morning. We are grateful as we read and teach your word. We pray, Father, that, Lord, you will use this body, my tongue, Father, to speak, not just thoughts and ideas of men, but your word. May we be encouraged, build it, that, Lord, we may grow in your knowledge and in the fear of the Lord. I pray for each and every person seated and those that might join us as we teach the word, that, Lord, by your spirit, you will touch us and you will speak to us. We thank you, Father, for this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. We are teaching on prayer and fasting. We learn from the scriptures that Jesus Christ himself did take time to pray and fast. But like we spoke last week in the book of Isaiah 58, that fasting is not only not eating. Because most of us have taken fasting as not eating. But fasting as well means denying yourself certain pleasures of life. Can you tell your neighbor, denying yourself certain pleasures of life. You see, when, when you fast, when you pray and fast, and specifically when you fast, there are certain things you will not do or enjoy, even though it is well within your rights to enjoy those things. Paul, when he speaks, he says, even though all things are permissible, not everything is good for me to do. So there are things he separated himself, he fasted from those things. He made the decision, I'm not going to do this thing. As a young person, the decision, the Bible teaches us that we should be sexually pure. It's fasting. When else is, everyone else is sleeping around, being sexually active, being wild, everybody looks at you like a fool, but what people do not understand is that you are in the season to preserve yourself through prayer and fasting. And we understand that fasting yields or sacrifice yields great power. So when we pray and we fast, we sacrifice, and there is a great power that is released in us as we minister and become part and parcel of what God has called us to do. So as a person, I want you to have the understanding that prayer and fasting is not only not eating. Then we have missed the purpose. Last week we spoke about it. We said, if you come for our Wednesday prayer, or the one day's prayer, or seven days prayer, or three days prayer, and it doesn't affect you, you literally stuff to yourself. Because your food is still the same. It's not like your fridge is empty. Your salary, you are still earning the same salary. Some of us, we go to work the whole day and then come back in the evening for an hour or so and we say we fasted. Tell your neighbor, how nice. Wow. You are seriously fasting. You see, because if we, 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 are, we are serious and we mean what we say, then when we fast, we will understand that we, we must be inconvenienced ourselves. If I'm fasting, then I will understand that Wednesday, 
I went to work. So I didn't fast my work. So the only way to fast my work will be to say, you know, how much am I paid per day? Let me bring my fasting. You have gone too quiet and too silent. Hallelujah. So when we talk about prayer and fasting, we're talking about prayer and fasting, giving a sign of fasting. Prayer and fasting is about sacrifice and giving all and believing to receive from the Lord. When we, we give, when, when we, we give, we are sacrificing. Giving is sacrifice. Giving is fasting. You are denying yourself. I remember in many occasions when some people are giving testimony. I remember one day we were taking a special offering. Uh, somebody took rent money and gave it. He says, I, I went to the office. When I arrived, they told me we are closed. But he still had the money in his pocket. Not knowing that when he comes to church, it will be a different day. So when he arrived in the house of God, offering was taken and he decided, I'm, I'm following the word. So he gave this that he has and he was shocked. He says, the return of it, I was worried, will I be able to pay? And he says, the following day when I got to work, because he did this in faith, he was called by his boss aside and said, we're going to promote you. We're giving you this. And it's then that he recognized my faithfulness and the grace that God has given to me is this. So when we talk about prayer and fasting, and in this regard, giving as a sign of sacrifice, as a sign of fasting, whatever that I give, the time I give, is a sacrifice. So I'm fasting. Other people didn't wake up this morning. They know there's two other services. Or oh, they put on their jockeys and they started running on the street. We, we see them. Oh, they are on a bicycle. They say, no, they, they, they are past nine. I'll catch the half past nine one. But some of us, I'm here until evening. It's not like I'm sacrificing. But the return of my seed, of time that I put in the house of God, it will start to bear. And when I enjoy the fruit, don't be angry, change. Don't be annoyed. Be happy that at the time when you were enjoying yourself, I was not. So sacrifice is believing when you fast, you believe that the Lord will come through for you. Prayer and fasting relates to giving because if we don't give, then there's no sacrifice. That's why the Bible says when we give, we should give with faith, believing that God will come true for us. Hallelujah. The sign of faith and believing is to be disciples and disciplined in paying our tithes and offering. Paying a tithe is a sacrifice. Paying a tithe is fasting. Nobody's saying amen. I don't know. Last week I suffered the same. Nobody was saying amen, Pastor. Preach it. What a preacher. What a wait. Go for it, Pastor. You are scoring this time. Everybody's just saying, hmm, quiet. I'm not going to say anything. Because it's like I'm pinching somebody. Listen, if you are going to be a great leader, there is a price to pay. If we are going to be an outstanding and a powerful church, there is a price to pay. Christ died on the cross in 
was the greatest fasting. The Bible says even though he was God, he didn't take it robbery to, to leave his position of heaven and to come on and be taken as a man. And not only as a man, but to die on the cross. That's the greatest sacrifice. That's giving his own life that through his life, we ourselves may have life. Does it make sense? That we ourselves may have what? Life. So, when we pray and fast, it's a sacrifice that we give, not only in prayer, because people have related prayer and fast to eating. So, when I pay my tithes, I'm fasting. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yes, we are fasting. You know, the money that we give for our tithes, we could buy a house. I could drive a nice big pump car. Yeah, when I pack it here, everybody comes around. I told you a pastor friend of mine. He came to the office. We met. Usually I don't take people up to the door. You know, I come with them down and then I go back to my office. And that day I just decided, long time not seeing him, let me go out. And even him, he was hooing me slowly so that I can see what he packed outside. And when I went outside, he packed Maserati here in front of the bookshop. But when we came out, there were people already around the car. It's not a common car. You see, I chose to be a pastor. He says he's a pastor. But I was looking at the car he's driving. And I was thinking, how many cars, how many church buildings there are in this car? I was thinking, how many missionaries are in this car? I was thinking, how will he appear before God after he said he was saving God? Yet he was just enjoying himself. Can you imagine? All of us. And when he saw the people, he just cranked the engine. You know, that car sounds differently. He opened his door and he went for it. And it's a sound we have never heard. Sacrifice. When we pay the time, we could buy those kinds of cars. But we understand one thing. We have to fast. This is our fasting to the Lord. This is our love to God. Somebody was saying, why do you pay tithe? I say, it's my love to God to give thanks for the oxygen. <sighs> to give thanks to God that he has given me a mind that is working. I'm not going on the streets. To give thanks to God that my mind is saying I can dress myself up. To give thanks to God that he has made me the man of God. Yes. I still give because it's a fasting. I deny myself. It's a man that could buy nice things for my children. But I chose. I'm sacrificing. I'm fasting this thing. Why? Because I want God's blessing and God's grace to come upon my life. And I want the work of God to move forward. Hallelujah. So the sign of faith is to be disciplined. In doing the same thing consistently. You don't pay tithe once when you feel convicted. Like I, I preached about it today. So you're going to give. Yes, you must give. But it must be a consistent movement in your heart. You see, obedience is consistent movement. You don't obey when you see your boss. Because the Bible calls it I say this. You obey because it is required of you to do. In good times and in bad times, you still continue obey. Hallelujah. So to pray and fast, we do it because we want the blessing of the Lord upon our life. Hallelujah. 
in, in our giving, it shows our level of prayer and understanding of God. You see, when, when you pray and, and, and when, when, when you tithe and you give your offerings, it shows the level of fasting, the level of understanding of the love that you have and your fasting to God. Hallelujah. So don't give what costs you nothing. David spoke about it in the book of uh, First Samuel, uh, Second Samuel 24. And uh, he said, you know, I will not give to the Lord what costs me nothing. In other words, he was saying, I will not give to the Lord what I've, what I've not fasted. What has not cost me anything. We pray and fast because we need God's favor and grace upon us. When, when, when we, we give our tithes and offering, when we give our life, our time to come to church to pray, when we give our time to do the things that others don't want to do, we are fasting. We are denying ourselves pleasure and joy that the work of God may be able to move forward. We pray and fast because we want to be set free from the powers of darkness. We want to be free from every power of darkness. We pray and fast because we need God's blessing upon our life. I've got a few points, then uh, we will close. We have communion today. May the Lord bless us. Number one, giving is a form of fasting. Denying yourself for the sake of the kingdom is critical to your spiritual well-being. Let me repeat. Denying yourself for the sake of the kingdom is critical to your spiritual well-being. If you are really a maturing Christian, you must be a maturing giver. Your maturity is not measured in how sweet the song you sing. It's not measured by how great you show to be serving in church. But as well, in your giving, you show maturity that I'm growing in the things of God. Hallelujah. Sometimes you have leaders who will come to church but never give. We have to give because it shows our spiritual well-being. Your giving, can you tell your neighbor, your giving shows your spiritual well-being. Yes. Those who are not spiritually inclined, every time you talk about money, they feel uh, uneasy, they feel offended, they, they are the ones who say, oh, the pastor loves the money and all of that. Really? I always say people who always complain about money because they don't have it. Yeah. It's very good to give. Giving is addictive. Maybe you have not given before. Giving is addictive. Fall in love. Then you will tell me the story. Yeah. The Bible says if a man falls in love, he, will, he becomes a fool. He gives everything. Yeah. Your family can come and try and advise and say, this person, why would you have what? what are you talking about? And when you finish, he's still going to give. Say, this person is abusing you. For us who are outside, when we look at it, it's like abuse. But because the person is in love, the Bible says he will give everything. All that he has, he will give. Tell your neighbor, your not giving shows us you are not in love. You're not talking. Tell your neighbor, you're not giving. Your lack of generosity shows that you are not in love. Ask them, when last, when, when last did you tithe? 
I think, tell them, when last did you tell? I don't think you remember. Yeah. Your lack of generosity says a lot. Your quietness, I can see now your face has become straight. You don't even want to turn to the left, to the right. Just smile so that nobody sees it's you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The test of strength is the ability to give and fast your own needs and wants. Let me repeat it. The test of strength is the ability to give and fast your own needs and wants. You are supposed to deposit a, a car or a house. There is a need in the work of God and you, you, you decide, you know what, not my needs, but I'm giving to the, to the work of God. I want God things to go first. Uh, I want the house of God to move forward. Hallelujah. It takes faith to believe the prof- prophetic provision. You see, God has promised in his way that when we give, he will bless us. When we sacrifice, he will come true for us. May the Lord come true for you in the name of Jesus. May you receive the divine provisions of God in the name of Jesus. May the power of God come upon your life as you give in the name of Jesus. You see, it takes faith to believe the prophetic provision through the sacrifice of sacrificial giving and fasting your own needs. You must fast your own needs. I said you must fast your own needs. Yeah. Many years ago, when we planted the church in Midwest, we were sitting, I was sitting there. We were raising money for Midwest. And we raised the money. The Holy Spirit told me, give all your patient money. At the time, I've saved some money for patient. A lot of money. And uh, so I didn't want to talk to my wife, but I was worried. So I said to her, you know, I feel the Lord said you should give all the money we have that we have saved. And my wife have just resigned, so you can imagine the package they gave her is the money we have decided. My, my wife is an accountant. She has gone to school a bit. And she's got the MBA. She's a mastered person. Yes, it's true. So it's not small money. I'm trying to prove to you that it's not like this. Small money. So I was struggling with it. When I said, the Lord says we should give everything. She says, yeah, no, we, we should give everything. Then she told me the amount that was in the account. You know, you go cold. And your mind, you start to think about it. But that's what I wrote on the envelope. I said, today is all that I give. And the Lord promised me, I will bless you. Yes, the Lord promised me. When the Lord blessed me, I told some people, they wanted to share in my blessing. And I said to them, you know, you remember the day when I spoke that the Lord says I should give everything. I said it here in the church. You can check this name in the next service. That today I don't want to give you details. But the details are there. When the Lord blessed me, everybody's eyes, the jaw dropped. And I said, you see, I heeded the prophetic word. To tithe is very prophetic. Because you believe the scriptures. May this prophetic provision come upon your life. The book of 1 Kings 17, verse 10 to 11, says, So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks, and he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water in the cup that I may drink. And as 
she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please, bring me a morsel of bread. Just a piece of bread. Two slices, please. That's what Elijah was saying. That's the book of 1 Kings 17, 10 to 11. The Bible says, as the woman was going, the man of God said to her, eh, You know what? I need food. Can you bring me something to eat? Listen to the answer. It's a common answer. It's the sunny side answer. It's the Nakedia answer. It's the student answer. It's a family answer, this one. Listen to what he said. Says the widow. Uh, okay. Says, please bring me uh, uh, water in a cup. She was happy to bring water. That I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. The widow, uh, when, when that was done, the widow answered and said to her, you don't understand. You see the sticks I'm gathering. I've already made a dough. I'm going to bake two cakes. One for me and one for my son. Because that's all that was left. And when we finish eating, we're going to wait for our death. It's there. He says, a handful of, of a million a barrel and a little oil in the cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat and do what? And so God is not asking in your abundance. God is asking in your needs. In that lack that you have. He knows you don't have. But he wants you to act in faith to believe that it will come through for you. Yes. In your need as a student, in your need as a widow, in your needs as a single parent, in your needs without a job, God is saying, do something and I will do something. Yes. The old woman, possibly she might have said, yeah, what people said is true. Men of God abuses even widows. Don't you see I'm a widow? I don't have, no, the woman didn't look at it. She said, from there, the man of God says, no, go, do it. And you will see God's provision. Tell your neighbor, believe in the prophetic word. Say it like a minute. Believe in the prophetic words. The widow fasted her own needs. She disregarded her own needs and said, let me just do it for the men of God. And guess what? All things change. May your situation change today in the name of Jesus. May the difficulty, the sickness, the pain you are going through, may it change in the name of Jesus. May your financial instability be broken in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Giving is powerful for it confronts the enemy. When we give and we don't have, we are saying to the enemy, our hope and our trust is in God. As he said, he will do it. The Bible says God is not meant that he will lie. So he will fulfill and bring to pass all that he has promised. Number two. Sorry. <clears throat> Number two. Free will offering is the highest of all of fasting. You see, tithing is a required giving. If you don't tithe, if you don't tithe we know you are rebellious. If you don't tithe, we know that you don't believe in God. If you don't tithe, we know that you trust in your own self and in your own strength. 
But free will offering is what you do out of your own accord. That's why we say it's the highest form of giving. Because it's not required. It's more like give what you, what you will. Give what you will. Give what you will. Give what you will. Hallelujah. Offering without, you offer without compulsion or duress. You give not because somebody's pinching you and pushing you to give. God has blessed you and you return to the Lord with thanksgiving in your heart that Lord, thank you. You know, I didn't have a wife. You gave me a wife. I didn't have children. You gave me children. You know, I came here with a, with a plastic. You know, we used to have paper bag. Maybe you don't know what I'm talking about. Came here with a paper bag. And look at me today. You can't even see paper bag. Can you see paper bag? I have wife, I have children, I have cars. I have traveled everywhere in the world. So when I give my, my, my offering, I give with that reverence. Lord, thank you. So it shows gratitude to give without being forced. I mean, I gave you an example. We were at the funeral. They are receiving an offering. And there is this guy who's dressed like me in a full suit. When we take the offering, this man you don't believe what he did. He opened his wallet. I left my wallet in the car. He opened his wallet. Our wallet has a small pocket. He went for the small pocket and took 500 out. He dressed like a billionaire. But this offering, even a child from primary will not want to give that. And when he comes back from the grave, he wants to eat the full meal. I mean, think about it. I know you don't think that far. The food somebody bought it. We, are, we have come, these people are grieving. Can you tell them, but these people are grieving. They are now going to give you a plate of food. How much is it? Let's say the cheapest plate in, in, in Victoria is 25 francs. The cheapest. I mean, funeral plate, you know what we are talking about. Piece of meat, some starch, maybe rice, or pap, one or two vegetables. You dressed in your best as if you loved the guy and you give five francs. No, no, think about it. These people are crying. They've cooked for you. For you to come and comfort them. And you take how much? Look at your neighbor and say, are you serious? So every funeral you go, you must have that in mind that these people, they spend the money they needed with we are the ones who are supposed to spend the money to come with our own plate of food, wherever it's Captain Nyan or so. And they say, after the funeral, I'll sit with them and we will share what I brought. And the guy, big guy, Christa, big belly, possibly outside, he packed a very nice car. Five francs. So you wasted time. Now you're going to eat the, egg, the plate that will cost them 25 francs for you. It's not surprising you will lose everything sometime in your life. Yeah. That's why you find people who used to drive, they are walking. Because when they were driving, they were too high. When you get into their car, you have to pay for petrol. They'll tell you, it's 20 rand, 20 rand, 20 rand, 20 rand. They forgot they were, they were pedestrian themselves. At some stage, they never even had money. Oh, everybody, 20 rand, 20 rand, 20 rand. My mother used to complain. 
I had a, an uncle who had a car. Every time they drive, he would make my mother to pay. An uncle, a relative, very close relative. So I'll take my car. My car is a seven-seater. We were going to the same funeral. So my uncle and his family got into our car. We drove. When we arrived at the funeral, everything went well. And my mother stood by the door. When we came back, supposed to come home. She says, everybody must contribute. Every time I come into your car, I pay. My son, every time carries you for free, you must pay. I said to her, Ma, believe this people. <laughs> they are mean in their spirits. Your offering shows your generosity or your meanness. How, how lean, how lean your spirit is. Yeah. You are lean. When, when you don't fast your needs, when you don't fast your needs, you'll always think about yourself first. You want to think about others. But when you are in need, you are thinking that we should think of you. You'll be coming pleading, please understand, I don't have food. But when you have food, you are fasting, you won't give your food to anyone. If you are serious about your fasting, take your breakfast, your lunch. I can show you where to go. There are a lot of people standing, sleeping there. They have no food. Then you sleep without eating that night. Then you say, you have started to fast. There's no amen. You are thinking. Amen. Praise the Lord. So defeat the leanness of spirit by being generous. Force yourself. Some of us come from families. The way, the way you are raised, you see chicken. When they slaughter a chicken, they make it a biltong. Have you seen a chicken biltong? They will eat it for the whole month. They cut it. There were no refrigerator. When I went to that family, I found What's this? Ostrich? No. It's chicken. Even Matumbo, the intestine, they hang them. Leanness of spirit. When you are eating the grape, it's just one star of oil, one star. You can count them. One, two, three, four. No generosity. You are lean in your heart. May the Lord have mercy. May you receive the blessing of the Lord this morning. May you be generous in the name of Jesus. Number three. Tithing is the highest fasting and prayer through the covenant of, of tithing. When, when we tithe is a covenant, it opens the door and releases a blessing. That's what the Bible teaches us. It stops Satan from stealing and displacing you. And your future. We have seen a lot of people who are highly educated and skilled, but who are displaced. Have you been at work and you are not happy? Yeah. Your spirit, you get displaced. You are working and nobody recognizes your effort. Yeah. After many years, we kick you out. Go. And when you go, we look for one mistake. We don't, we don't retrench you nicely so that you get the money. We are watching you. You come late, we mark it. We call you for DC. You, we look at your file. We say, you didn't do this. So, we cloud things around you so that you go. But when we, when we trust in the Lord, the Lord shows favor towards us. The book of Hebrews chapter 7, verse 1 and 2 says, For this, Messiah, the king of Salem, priest of the most high God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings, and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all. 
first been translated king of righteousness and then also king of Salem, meaning king of peace, tithing makes God to hear and listen when you speak. Amen? You know, when you read the book of Malachi chapter 3, I think verse 16 it says, and the Lord was listening to them. The Lord was doing what? Tell your neighbor, when you pay your tithe, the Lord is listening. Hallelujah. May you receive God's favor and God's grace upon your life in the name of Jesus. Jesus, lastly, Jesus was the greatest sacrifice and the greatest love of God for us. You see, when you sacrifice, you become the love of God to others. I don't know if you get it. Mothers and fathers sacrifice for their children. They become the greatest love for their children, which means they become the love of God to their children. But my children might not realize my love, my efforts. There is a pastor who stays in the U.S. He has been here in our church. He took his children to Disneyland. You need to go to Disneyland. And uh, I thought you would say, I'll be there. My, 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 when, when he spoke to me, I was shocked. He says, his children, they went into Disney. The whole day, he bought all the tickets. They went into all rides. Whatever ride they wanted, anything that was there, you, you, you buy the tickets ahead of time. So, your ticket is all ticket. But wherever you go, you, you, you're right. And then like 9, 10 at night, they came out. And then there was this person at the gate outside Disney in front of the gate playing. You know, there's these big balloons. They put sugar inside. And then when you do like this, there is a sound like a scent. And one of the children, he's got six kids. One of the children said to him, Daddy, 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 I need a balloon. The balloon is big. He says, no, not the balloon. You can't get it. Not this time. Don't believe what the boy says. They never do anything for us. They never do what? I'm grateful. He says, I was never annoyed like that day. I was so exhausted, so tired. If he knew how much money I spent. The tickets in Disney for all rights for one person is 7,000 rights. Now that the rent has fallen, possibly it will be 9,000 rights. He's got six children with his wife. There are eight. So if everybody had... <laughs> Is a saving of a lifetime. It's those places where you take everybody after you have saved or you have hit the big jackpot. Let's go to a place that we will never forget. And this is such kinds of place. He says, you will never do anything for us. It's like a pastor after many years, you have been a pastor of somebody else and tells you when he leaves the church, he tells you, you know, you are not good enough. I found a new, a new father. Wow, after all these years, it's simply saying, you never. Some of us, that's how ungrateful, mean spirited we are with our parents. But Jesus was so generous. When God says, Who will go for us? Jesus lifted his hand. He says, I will go. I will die. He said, Do you know these people? They are ungrateful. He says, I will still die for them. 
He says, do you know Mapule says I'll still die for him? Do you know Mabel, I'll still die? Do you know Rachel, I'll still die? Do you know John, I'll still die for John? Then they start to tell, do you know the syndicate, they murder and kill, and they will murder you. He says, I'll still die. My sacrifice, my love for you will not change. Hallelujah. So today, I want to challenge you that the love that Christ has for you will not change. It's the greatest sacrifice. He expects you to do the same. When you talk about giving, we are simply saying, give your life to others. We have come to church, but do we care enough that we have a friend, we have somebody else who needed to be here today? But you left them in your bed, in the flat. You never bothered you have never tired them to say, you need to go to church. Your life needs to be better. Your situation will change. Your circumstances will be transformed. No. You let them say, I'm good. I'm going to heaven. Remain in your pit. Some two people met in church from the same place. The other person was shocked. And the other person was saying, I didn't know that you come to this church. I can't come to this church. We had to meet with the person. It's as if you know how the person treats me. That's why you are not inviting anyone because the way you treat others, you can't give yourself. You can't surrender. Jesus said, it doesn't matter your life. I'm giving myself. Hallelujah. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave. What are you giving today? It's not only money we are looking for. It's not only good friends we are looking for. We want a good life from God. We want eternal life from God. And that eternal life is when we surrender our life and give it to God. Jesus fasted his own life he said, not my will, O God, but your will. Not my will, but your will. Your will be done. So, I want to challenge you. Salvation belongs to God. And Jesus came to give us that salvation. Can we bow our heads together and we close our eyes? Every eye closed, every head bowed. I want to challenge you this morning. Maybe you are here. You have been coming to church before. Or maybe it's your first time coming today to Emmanuel Christian Church. I want to pray together. Thank you for joining us with Apostle Vincent Luarte. For more life-transforming messages, connect with us on Twitter at ECCRSA and our YouTube channel at Emmanuel Christian Church HOJ. 